You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast with Chuck and Rachel. Um, last week, you heard from us many times. Uh, Chuck was dedicatedly making several podcasts, uh, and I hope you enjoyed that. Chuck, <laughs> how do you feel about last week? Last week <laughs> was, was kind of crazy. Totally huh? exhausting for you? Yeah. You know, Member Drive Week is always exhausting. Um, having, yeah. you know, having you uh, and Yuri... And, uh, you know, all the people that contributed last week was, was huge. Um, yeah, you know, when we, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, when we sat down and figured out what week should be member drive week, I, I know that like my travel schedule did not factor into that. And, uh, yeah, I had essentially Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, and then what was supposed to be just Friday morning, but wound up being Friday all day, um, on the road. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, it made the week kind of crazy and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm recording stuff from my hotel room and <laughs> while I'm driving and, car. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing, doing what I can. Right. Um, but it, it was great. And I mean, the, uh, the response was fantastic too. And I, I really appreciate It's hard for us to tell how many people, um, who listen to the podcast exclusively as opposed to people who are, are you know, on the site and, and getting our stuff through other means, uh, wind up a, as members. But, uh, you know, we had a, we had a, we had a pretty good turnout. I was, I was happy with how last week went. Yeah. And the new memberships have kept rolling in over the weekend and I'm sure we'll continue through to the end of the year. So I'm, I'm really, I tell you what, the, the, it's, 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 Good for us, I think, to stop a couple times a year and and just like really step back and say, "Wow, I'm I'm amazed at you know the level of support and the level of enthusiasm." I read uh, quite a few of those testimonials. Yeah, and, uh, they were those, really great. Oh my gosh, it just blows my mind. It really does. And you know, we see the metrics. I mean, I, I I see the engagement metrics. I know people are engaged with our message. I know that they are reacting to it. I know that people are out there sharing it, and, and it's important to them. You know, but then when people put it in words like that, and they'll say like, "This is the difference it made in my life," and and this is you know what we're doing, and and yeah, it just really. I think it's good. It's good for me. I think it's good for you. I think it's good for all of us to hear those kind mm -hmm. of stories. Um, yeah, I would encourage know. if you're a regular podcast listener but don't go on our website very much, um, whether you're a member or not a member, I think you'll find something of value reading those testimonials. I'll post a link to them in the show notes. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a lot of people talking about why they became a member, but also how Strong Towns has impacted their life, which I found to be the most meaningful. People right. talking about how they've been encouraged to attend neighborhood meetings and walk and bike more, uh, all the way to very big things like running for city council and um, taking on you know leaders in their in their local government who they don't think are making good choices and. Yeah, it was it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I I mean, I get I get a lot of this firsthand traveling around. I mean, I run into people all the time and they say very nice things. 
but I, I'm, I'm almost like conditioned to say, you know, just say, well, thank you. That's very kind. I really appreciate it, but not really sit and internalize it. It's, you know, it's not the way I take in information. I take in information reading is like my primary way. And when you sit down and read comment after comment after comment after comment, I mean, just like this endless stream of, of people saying just very positive things. It just, it was very humbling and, uh, you know, makes all this work that we do really matter to me. I mean, makes it, makes it worthwhile to know that we're having that kind of impact on people. So in the midst of the member drive, you also did an event in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. Um, how did that go? Yeah. St. Mary's is fantastic. Um, is that I, I felt a small really, town? Oh, yeah. Like, it's the same. Okay, it's, basically, it, so. it's basically the same population as Brainerd. Mm. Um, so, you know, Similar we're... issues? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're 13,500. They're like 13,200 or something like that. Okay. Um, it's funny because I got there and they have three Catholic churches. <laughs> we have. Oh, it's called St. Mary's. <laughs> yeah, no, we have um, two, and then you know a couple like way outside of town, um, but we have two in town, and um, it's just it's just interesting because you know as we walked along, I saw so many things like that that reminded me of of here. Mm -hmm. um, they they have this, and it ties in with what we're going to chat about about this week. They have this massive parking problem, and of course, they think that their parking problem is is not enough, and they just have this like endless sea of parking. And you know, a lot of the a, a lot of the things that small towns tend to do, um, you know, it's it, I, I I don't think we appreciate often how much the small town kind of development approach has been driven by you know, these, these urban and suburban regulations. I think I've told this story before, but it, it bears repeating. I, I was filling in once as a zoning administrator for a, a rural county. The, the county had um, lost their zoning administrator. They were hiring a new one, but they needed someone for like four months while they went through this process. I agreed to, to do that for them. And one time we got a, a variance request. And the variance request was like, you know, the, the, the side yard setback was 50 feet and they wanted their deck to be like encroach up to 45 feet from the side yard setback. Understand this is like a, you know, 120 acre piece of property. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not like, you know, it's not like there's anybody near like anything even remotely close to this building. And as we're going through the variance criteria, it included uh, these this language about the circulation of air and how the buildings will block the light from adjacent buildings. And I realized as I'm reading through this, which is very standard language that you see mm -hmm. in, in rural areas all over the place. I'm reading through this and I'm realizing, like, this is Manhattan's ordinance. Like these are the zone, these are the zoning regulations that were originally adopted in Manhattan because skyscrapers were essentially blocking the the circulation of air and were blocking the sun so that places that had previously gotten sun weren't getting any. And you know, you see these these buildings now that like have the steps they step back. Mm -hmm. And that was an attempt to try to uh you know, allow the sun to get in uh in places where it wasn't. It was an attempt to deal with that. This 
rural. And I'm, when I say rural, I mean like the entire county is like 30,000 people. There, there's nobody that it is a very, very rural place. This rural place essentially had the development codes of Manhattan. <laughs> and mm. not in terms of like the density and the, but you know, the process you would go through, the criteria you would use. Rural areas and small towns, and this is what, you know, with St. Mary's with their parking regulations in particular, they have essentially copied, uh, you know, whatever crazy code had, had wound up, you know, getting filtered down to them and then applying it without really anybody understanding the context of, of the city. And that's not a knock on them. I mean, I, 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 this is everywhere. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I did this for years as a planner. You would take the best available code from the, the adjacent city and you would tweak it a little bit for you and then go with it. You know, those people must have known what they were doing after mm -hmm. all. So there's a lot of that. Um, but you know, the conversation was great. I love their staff. I love their council. You know, how, how often do you get up in the morning, walk out the hotel door to, to meet the group that you're meeting with? And here's the mayor, uh, city council member the city administrator, and they were all like positive, enthusiastic, you know, warm, friendly people. Cool. And the whole, yeah, the whole day was like that. It was, it was meeting with really great people having, you know, really high level conversations about how we make a place like St. Mary's better. And it was really invigorating. I loved it. Did people there have a background knowledge of strong towns or was it pretty new for them? Uh, well, one of the council members is a member of Strong Towns, which I, oh, I awesome. didn't. Yeah, I didn't know going in. I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't know that. Um, he listens to the podcast and knew, you know, <laughs> knew all about. In fact, throughout the day, we'd be going along, and he would say, "That's just like," and he'd, you know, say something from a podcast somewhere. I'm like, wow. "Yeah, dude, like you have, Devotee. yeah, like you've listened very closely." Um, yeah, so we were we were on the same, you know, the same wavelength. And the, the city administrator is a former, uh, he's a retired Air Force guy and, you know, just has that kind of military bearing about him. Mm -hmm. And I just, I liked it. I, I, he reminded me of some of the guys that I was in the military with, yeah. um, friendly, you know, gregarious, but you know, let's, let's get stuff done. Like, okay, what's the next step? Let's go. And I just found that I really, I, I was kind of drawn to him. I kind of really liked him. Good. Yeah. So thankfully this week, uh, you don't have to travel anywhere, right? Are you traveling anywhere for Thanksgiving? Uh, just up the street. Yeah, not too okay. far. You know, last week, the thing that really made the, the – you know, the, the thing that made the traveling difficult was when I got home and we had the oh, snow. Yeah, and, snow in Minnesota. Oh, my gosh. I've been begging for snow, you know, eight days ago. So not, th not this last weekend, but the weekend before. It was in the 60s here, which is – apocryphal you know mm, for for november in late november yeah, yeah it's like no this should not be happening in any way and then we got just this huge dump i mean we got like 14 inches something like that wow and, yeah and it was not the fluffy kind it was the you know rain turned the to ice kind. Yeah. yep turned to like sticky snow and then and then we finally got to like the fluffy stuff at the end but it it was nasty it Usually it takes me like a little over two hours, like two hours, 15 minutes, two and a half sometimes to get home from the airport. And I was almost six hours on, oh on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there were points of time where I was driving 20 miles an hour on the highway, and that didn't really even feel safe. So, yeah, it was oh, kind of crazy. Um, well, we do have two things going on this week, and one, of course, is our Black Friday parking event on Friday, and uh, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, we'll be sharing several different articles and stories and ideas about parking minimums from our contributors and us, so um, that'll, be, that'll be exciting. If you're not familiar with Black Friday parking, this is an event that we do every year on the day after Thanksgiving, which is supposed to be the biggest shopping day of the year. And we invite everyone to go out to a parking lot in their neighborhood or their town and take a photo to uh, catalog how full it actually is. Because what we've found year after year is that these parking lots are hardly full. And um, we ask you guys to share those photos on social media with the hashtag Black Friday Parking. And then we'll run a stream of all those on our website to just give you a really good sense of how much wasted parking is in our country. <laughs> so we invite you all to participate in that. And there's more information on our website. It's funny because I think this is our – I figure this is our fourth year doing this. Yeah. Um, I know five years ago I was out with my kids and um, – this this like came upon me like i'm 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 out on the day after thanksgiving mm-hmm. and like parking is no parking is not only no problem but there's tons of of spots and i thought isn't this isn't this like the day we all like plan for the parking armageddon day mm-hmm. i can i can't tell you how many meetings i was in where as, as a zoning official, we would be demanding like a certain amount of parking because that's what the code book said. And everyone would be digging in their heels and no, we've got to have this. No one really knew where the code came from, but it yeah. was, you know, it was in writing, <laughs> you know, it looked official. It was in a chart. Uh, it must be right. And, you know, we, we would dig in our heels and force them to do this. And, and it always would come up. It was like a, a law of the conversation. That at some point, someone would stand up and say, well, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, there's a lot's going to be entirely full. There's going to be people parked out on the street as if like that would lead to, you know, murder and mayhem, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in some way. Loss of economic progress. It, it was crazy. And I just, you know, being kind of freed from that system, you know, being at that point, I, you know, to, it would have been 2011. I was, uh, you know, a, a year. That was the first year I did was doing Strong Towns full time, mm-hmm. and to be able to kind of step back and say, "Wow, um, what we're doing here is insane." <laughs> and I, I think I, I think I posted a few pictures that year myself, and then the next year we turned it into a, an event, and it's kind of been, it's kind of been crazy since then. We had hundreds of people last year posting photos and tagging them with Black Friday parking and. We share them on our website and we document it and we, uh, you know, help uh, help people realize that they don't need all that parking. And we've written, uh, well, our, our contributors have written a lot of great articles on this topic over the years. So not only will we be publishing new stuff, but we'll also definitely share some stuff from previous years because I think some of our best work has been around parking issues. Right. Uh, the other thing that's happening this week is that we are interviewing candidates for the new member coordination specialist position, and I'm very excited know? for that because <laughs> it was kind of hard to do a member drive without that person. So yeah, um, there were a lot of people who, uh, 
And this was, I guess, you know, we, we've had this system now since uh, January, February. And um, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who had signed up to be members last year who, when they renewed, renewed with like a slightly different email address. And um, oh. wow, I did not realize that. Because what would, what would happen to them is that they would be entered in the account twice and then they would get like notices saying, hey, you didn't renew. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, I did." Problems to unwind last week for sure. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, I did," and and then then the email, you know, like, "No, you didn't." Um, Well, yeah, you did, but you did on different emails, so we had to figure that out. Those are like, those are the growing pain kind of things. Um, Yeah, I mean, a a year ago it was something completely different. So uh, you know, we'll 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 solve this one, and then next year that will reveal like a new level of. A problem we got to deal with, but yeah, I mean those are like the small details. I think I'm also looking forward to having a new person to help us strategize and think about the future and yeah. bounce ideas off of. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, we've got a lot to do today, so maybe we should wrap this up. Um. But I know that this came up last week during the Ask Me Anything podcast. Yeah. Um, are you going to be doing another? Uh, favorite books of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, recap article. No, I totally will. Once we get okay. into December. Sounds um, good. Well, I won't bother you about that now then, but I'm sure no, you have a lot of good books to share. Yeah, it's good. You know, we've, 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 uh, this time of year, um, we, we are kind of programmed a little bit differently and you know, we, we try to take, are we taking a week or two off at the end of the year? Uh, two I was planning on. Yeah. We, and then I mean, two weeks of rerunning, uh, best content from the year too. Yeah. And, and last year during the best of week, we would still do some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but a lot of it was, was repeats like the best of stuff. And then, and then we take a couple of weeks and then just go dark. And we do that because a, it's good for us, our sanity. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, it, I think it's, it's healthy for us to, take two weeks and step back and not be in the production grind. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't have a huge staff. And so I, I think it's important. Um, the other thing is, is nobody reads during those two weeks. Um, yeah, it's family time. Yeah. Like people are not as, as deeply engaged. Um, you know, that being said, uh, the last two weeks, I mean, with the member drive and then, um, you know, this week being black Friday parking, we only have a couple of weeks of writing left in the year of, mm-hmm. of, you know, producing content this year. And I'm, I feel like I've got a million things to write about. I mean, just today in, yeah. the, in the New York times, there was an article about Dallas and, uh, you know, how Dallas is kind of teetering on the edge of bankruptcy, which wow. if, if that sounds insane to you, go read the article in the times. It's, it is very real. It's very true. And, uh, it comes as absolutely no surprise to me in any way. Um, you know, th- th- there's the entire uh, infrastructure plan, um, mm-hmm. which we're going to have, uh, you know, a big thing to kick off next year about. And uh, we have a backlog of podcasts on that. Oh, my so gosh. And there's a whole. We can release new ones during the last the couple of weeks. In yeah, December. we'll do that. But there's a whole, you know, there's a whole dialogue going on around, um, you know, what what spending a trillion dollars on infrastructure would look like. And, you know, most of it is an cr- insane dialogue. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I, we, we need a weigh in on that, too. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. And um, in those last the, the next couple of weeks, then we will run some best of stuff and book recommendations and all that good stuff. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. Well, have a great week, and we'll have another podcast for you on Thursday. Take care. Take care. Thank you. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.